0: Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on WAM Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of 3 US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. guys, and welcome back to the main one podcast for nerds. Pod- uh, today, I'm not usually used to hosting this show, but Andrew is away, so I'll be your main host today. Uh, we'll be talking about the E3 show and what we thought of it. Uh, today with me is Bones.
1: Hey, advanced technologies were utilized in bring me to the show today. And
0: Nolan. Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing today? I'm doing oh, good.
1: Oh, very well. Um uh, handsomely.
0: Let's get started with it. Uh what do you guys think of the Ubisoft
2: um uh, show? None of the games really piqued my interest at all. The only thing that I'm excited about from Ubisoft is Mythic Quest. I love that show. So fucking good on Apple TV. I thought their trailer for Werewolves Within. Never played the game, never knew the game, but they're making a movie and it just it looks like a cheesy B-horror movie that I used to love as a kid. That, those are the two, the only parts of their entire
0: show that I was interested in. It's kind of weird because I can kind of agree with you. I mean, my choice for, like, my favorite game that they showed was Riders Republic. Just because it seems off the wall. Like, with the mountain biking and the snowboarding and the skiing and uh, the wing suits, dude. Like, that was really cool. And it seems like you can do everything at once. And that was really fun. But usually it's a cardinal sin to show, like, TV shows and everything on movies at E3. Because that's what really got Xbox One into trouble. But so many developers decided to show movies and TV shows here. Like, I just didn't get it. Like, I don't know what everybody was thinking. Well, at least
2: they're related to video games. Mythic Quest is about a game studio, and Werewolves Within is a movie based on a game.
1: hmm
2: I mean... Yeah, it would be weird seeing a Nintendo Direct and having Monster Hunter in it or something like that. But
0: well, I mean, Monster Hunter is uh, right now the only uh, game that uh, Game Station that plays Monster Hunter games are is the Nintendo Switch. I but see. I can totally agree with you on that. I uh, I'm actually pretty excited for the movie. It seems pretty fun. I like the idea that they're all really smart and they all decide to stay together. But they but they left one thing out. Like, huh? somebody's a werewolf and probably doesn't want to mention it, but they have to go. Otherwise they out themselves. So they kind of <laughs> yeah. trapped themselves in with the beast there. No, it's not,
2: like I said, the only part of their
0: showcase that was interesting was their TV show and the movie. <laughs> the next one is devolver. And, um, the one game that they spotted seemed like a, like a weird kind of doom esque game. But it's set with like Chinese mythical cr- creatures and everything like that. Well, that was pretty cool. But they I went look, into. That did,
2: that was, that rain did rain look
0: great. And then they went into like this weird kind of like, uh, all I can say is a weird fever dream of a show, which I really had left me kind of confused. Don't get me wrong. Some of it was pretty funny, but uh, kind of took me out of the whole experience for the first day. It was a uh, bit of a weird one. But that's all I really have to say about Devolver. So next up would be Gearbox. Now, I was hoping for Gearbox. I was hoping to see some Borderlands or maybe some We Happy Few. But uh, the only thing they really showed that was stood out to me at the very least was uh, the Tiny Tina's Wonderful Adventure. So is any is, are you guys Borderlands fans at all?
2: No. But I do know Gearbox was the last one that I watched because when I searched for it online, all that came up was
0: worst E3 showcase ever. Yeah, it Don't wasn't great. Headline. Okay. It wasn't great. And when I watched um, it, it really was just a waste. Honestly, like they really should have like waited to show something else because they the only new game, and that like that's the reason why I, my, the one I picked is because it's the only game they really showed was that game. Don't be wrong, it's based off of the best Borderlands 2 uh, expansion, which was uh can't be that great if I can't remember it, but it's the uh, Bunkers and Badasses, which is a D&D-themed uh, expansion for Borderlands 2. Um, and this game is going to be set in that world, but it's just going to be only that world, which is really cool because it's kind of like a, a mixture of medieval like fantasy and the balls-to-the-wall kind of Borderlands 2 gameplay. And it's really cool because you can pretty much like customize your own hero from i don't know that's what the developer said at the very least but you can customize your own hero and you won't be able to make your own guns but it's better than nothing right they also showed the well didn't show anything for the borderlands movie but they showed kevin hart and uh the director talked about it a little bit but yeah i can agree with you guys uh if you know that was probably the worst show of ether i've ever seen yeah and yeah there just wasn't a lot there
2: well for me i'm just not really interested in any of their stuff
0: <laughs> yeah yeah The pretty much the only thing they that they, they really put out that has been any good was the borderlands theory, uh, series sorry to all you gearbox fans out there but uh yeah hot take we'll be uh next up we're going to xbox and bethesda uh xbox and bethesda had a lot of different games out there um various uh uh genres and themes what uh what, what really interested you guys from the xbox show
2: well, for me, Starfield does look intriguing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: where you're a pilot in a space exploration company, and there's very, there's very, very little information there in their mm-hmm. clip of it. It was more, I think, just to try and set a mood or something like that, but I don't know, it, I thought it was a really good teaser, because don't really know exactly what it's about, apart from what? exploring space. Like I've had to go and look at other stuff online afterwards, to actually get a little more background information on it. On it, and it looks interesting. It's going to be available on Xbox Game Pass on my laptop on day one. Mm-hmm. So there is still zero
0: reason for me to buy an Xbox. No, um, and I, I think that's the one thing that Microsoft was really going for with Xbox uh, Game Pass because. PC gaming is, uh, as much as this hurts to say, as a console gamer myself, uh, really this the more superior model. Um, And yet you're, uh, the cool part, I guess cool for some people, uh, is it is going to be a PC and Xbox exclusive, Starfield. This yeah. is the first uh, Bethesda game that has ever been uh, an exclusive, but since they were bought by Xbox, it makes sense.
2: Yeah. One thing I was hoping for was... I had read some rumors that Steam was going to be coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. and I was kind of hoping it would, just so I don't have to make up my own Steam account now, but that's all that I'll just do anyways, whenever I have time to
0: join Steam. <laughs> um, well, see, Steam is weird because I would love to see them because they make some, they made some of the most iconic games ever, with Half-Life and Portal and uh team fortress right but they haven't put out a game and i want to say like when did portal 2 come out like 2006 maybe right like they don't if they went out there it would just been like an ad for steam itself right uh with them throwing up like hey like this is where you get all of your this is where you get all the games for cheap you know so if they if they're going to have a show i'd rather them show something like cool like hey uh this is just a shot in the dark but i'd really like to see it portal 3 half-life 3 you know some of these important games you know uh trilogies are really cool and what the rest of the world expects um for me though xbox show was always going to be the halo show there's some really really cool games out there on the xbox show but uh for all the bethesda guys out there i've been a halo fan since day one and well, I wanted to talk about it, even though it was—it was no story, really. It was just about the multiplayer. But the cool part is, the uh, multiplayer will be free, right? So you don't even need to buy the rest of the game. You can just download the multiplayer and play Halo uh, multiplayer with everybody. Woo-wee. Oh, I,
2: I must not I've heard that bit.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? When I was uh, when I was refreshing my memory when I was getting prepped for today, um, I read that it was supposed to be free, which is going to be really cool.
2: No, that would be, but it's smart though
0: because
2: you entice people to play it and
0: they'll buy the game afterwards yeah and i mean like if you're gonna be just buying the game for the multiplayer anyways it makes sense like i was talking to my friend brett at work today and he's really really excited for battlefield 2044 right but it's a multiplayer game that uh, us in Canada for uh, other places in the world, I don't know exactly how much it's going to be, but like usually a brand new game is going to be like 90 bucks now, right? And I don't want to pay $90 for a f- multiplayer experience. So if uh, Xbox is putting out uh, um, Halo free. Infinite multiplayer for free, right? Like you get, that, you get that game, you get to play that, and uh, you, you get it for free, right? You get to experience Xbox Game Pass without actually owning Xbox Game Pass. No,
2: that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and uh one so other you thing don't
1: want... you don't get your cake, but you eat it too.
0: Exactly. Right. Um one other thing I want to say about the Xbox uh show is they really knew what they were doing. They went in there and they showed off Xbox Game Pass and they really, really pushed it and it was awesome. Right?
1: And I mean you that's know, what we could do. Xbox was terrific. Was I would probably
2: put yeah, that Bethesda Xbox show as I thought it was the second best one behind the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. See I for me, was, the Nintendo Direct was, well, they always do a good job of it. And mm-hmm. I was really interested in a lot of stuff there. But then, yeah, I thought Bethesda Xbox One was the next
0: best put together one. Well, see, because I think the reason why is because a lot of the, these shows this year, they didn't show too much games. Like no, Xbox. but there was a lot more in that one. Yeah, Xbox had 90 minutes. And you know what? It was just a machine gun of different trailers over and over and over and over again. You know what? I really appreciate that because that's what E3 is for. It's for the games. Show us the games.
2: Where's Gearbox? Show it was just off a, just mention a few DLCs and just Movie. I think it was just old <laughs> gameplay that I think they'd already showed before. It was just garbage.
0: Next up, if you if, if, is everybody finished with Xbox? Anybody have anything else to say?
1: Well, I don't think it was stinky garbage, but it was alright.
0: <laughs> um, for Next up is Square Enix. And now, Square Enix was a bit of a controversial one for me. Um,
2: Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, Much as Gearbox was, was considered one of the worst E3 showcases ever, I swear to God, Square Enix had the worst trailer of all time in there. I can group that.
0: I can group that. Oh. Chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. Which by the way, um, I'm actually pretty excited for that game now after I've read up on it a little bit. But we'll get to that later. Um, for me personally, my show, my favorite game of uh well, my choice for best sh- game and show was Guardians of the Galaxy for Square Enix. It seems they learned a lot of oh, lessons. Dang. Uh it seems that they learned a lot of lessons for uh from Avengers um the game has style it has charisma it uh the combat seems snappy right like it seems like a um uncharted seems like an uncharted style of charisma coming from each character and the voice actors did a really good job like betraying all the characters I appreciated every little nod they did how you get to be star Lord like you're focusing on one character um the rest of the guards there to support you right it's just I think that's
2: the part that I didn't like. That was the only game like, that was their only game that I was interested in. I mean, yeah, Final Fantasy Origins, we'll talk about that, but you have all these other characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Why just only play Star-Lord?
0: Um, you because, you give instructions to the other characters, but you only play a Star-Lord. Um, because this is just my opinion. I definitely don't know anything about anything. That way I'm you do focus. Right? I found when I was switching between levels during the campaign of Marvel Marvel's Avengers, right, kind of lost some things on me. Why? Because like, would I want it when I went in there? I really wanted to play Thor. Thor is my favorite character. That when I when I went in there, and I really wanted to play him, but I didn't get to play him until like halfway through the game, right? Other than the tutorial. So when you go in focusing as one character, you can the story has a better chance to. Spread its wings because you're not trying to int- you're not trying to keep every single character in the game, right? That way, if you're playing as one character and the other characters that to support you, you have a much easier time continuing on with the story. You know that makes sense. But At least that's it, Guardians of it. the
2: Galaxy, there's a lot of different characters. there's several characters there, and they all have their own like they're all interesting characters. Like,
0: mm-hmm. and I mean like. Is but are they a, interesting
1: enough to like, play them as characters? I mean, Drax, not really. That's true. You <laughs> but know what I, mean? I think Gamora. Do you want to play as Gamora? What Actually, you I do?
0: was pretty dope. One thing I found and out. She, was...
1: Okay, her her combat skills would be great, and she yeah. probably have like some st- uh, throwing star or throwing knife abilities. You Spe- <laughs> could probably wield a lightsaber. Oh, you know what? That'd be probably competent. And I mean, like
0: Disney owns Marvel. Disney owns Star Wars. This might be the game we we we're looking for to mix it up. And what thing, on everything and make Luke Jedi an Avenger. Yeah, there you go, right? But um, what thing they can do, Nolan, to kind of get that is, yeah, for the main game you play Star Wars but maybe one expansion they'll play let you play as Gamora. One expansion they'll let you play as Rocket and Groot, right? Um, they're just, oh, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, uh,
1: I I personally didn't think the voiceover work was tremendous. It wasn't spectacular. Um, it was oh, good, really? but not great. Even yeah. although I did have a small sample because I only watched the trailer, I didn't play the game. But from what I could tell, I don't know. For me, I didn't think it was uh, spectacular.
0: Okay, I can see that. Like, what were you what what were you hoping for then? Like the um, uh, at, well, at first, at first, I wasn't
1: sure if it was like a movie accurate portrayal or not. So I was just kind of caught off guard. But, uh, and I never heard anything about it coming out, so it was just kind of like the fir- very first I've ever heard or s- seen it, right? Yeah. So my expectations, I didn't have any, because it just kind of arrived into my mind, in front of my eyes.
0: Actually, that's, a, that's one of the things that kind of got me a little more hyped for it, because they packed it pretty close to heart. I never, like, I didn't hear about anything, like, don't get me wrong, apparently there was rumors going around, like, a couple weeks before E3. But like I had, I I was completely caught off guard when we uh, when we were streaming it. Like I had no idea.
1: And the guy that plays the the raccoon, Rocket, yeah. Uh, his his voice was the worst, I think.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do what Bradley Cooper did with Rocket. I find it's a very distinct kind of sound, and what I think the voice actor they chose for Rocket tried to go too much into it, right? Like do what some of the other actors did you try to make your own performance it's these these characters are separate from the mcu
2: yeah it did sound like a bad karaoke cover yeah with the other characters that wasn't so much of an issue because their style their animation their visual is different from the movies
0: well see that's the cool part that's, see, that's the that's a really cool part As like a as a comic creator myself the characters are closer to the designs of the characters in the comics Right, like Gamora and Drax don't really look too similar to the way they looked in the MCU. No, right?
1: Yeah, visually it was great. Yeah, it was
0: great. Um, I mean, and like for as a, as a comic reader myself, um, I have no idea who the villainess is. I have no idea. Like, she, I've never once heard of her. I've never once like out of any of the comics, like. I'm actually, like, I probably should have looked it up, so I would have known, but, uh, uh, at the same time, um, I'm curious, man, I'm really curious, she seems badass, right? Like, she's ripped, and that, that like, weird, like, kind of version of Thor's axe, it looks really cool, man, looks really, really cool. Is there anything else that you guys really, like, stood out? Like, cause, I mean, like, there's Legend of Mana, the, their remakes... that was
2: stuff that we knew was gonna happen. That's true. I think. well, the Legend of Mana, we did. Um,
1: it's just unfortunate the the Avengers game, like in this series of games that's coming out and about to come out. The Avengers had to be the first one to like work out all the bugs and like kind of be the shitty one to come out, and then uh, this one will probably be better, and then the next one will probably I don't know what what they'll do, it'll um, but it'll probably be a bit better.
0: Um, I can agree with that actually, but the problem I think they they started out with is they tried to do a live service game with the Avengers, right? So uh, a live service game is essentially where a game where they put out stuff regularly, or they try to, and then they update it as it's going, right? Um, there hasn't, I think there's only ever been two uh, live service games that have ever been successful, which is Destiny, uh, the Destiny series, and Outriders, right? Anthem was one, and Anthem crashed and burned hard, um, and Avengers, i was actually actually that's a good point jonah i was actually talking to my my friend brett with this today Avengers crashed and burned hard because it had the same problem that destiny one had when it first came out destiny two had when it first came out um after the story there was nothing to do it was boring it was it felt grindy and there's nothing cool there division was another live service game which started really rocky and ended up being a pretty good game for avengers i don't I personally, like I enjoyed the gameplay and everything like that, but there's only so many times you can kill aim robots and be satisfied. So, um, I ended up giving up on it. but they've had it, they've added a couple things to Avengers, and they got the free uh, like all old expansions and updates that they put out are completely free. You'll never have to pay for them, right? until I get till I get to try out the the Black Panther one i'm gonna hold off my personal opinions on whether i think the avengers game was bad or not i will say that the launch was horrible but i do think it still has potential and that's but that's just my opinion
1: black panther is gonna be great
0: i know right i'm so excited I, I i uh didn't really show his face too much in the trailer but like he kind of looks like him man he kind of <laughs> looks like him. i'm so excited <laughs> then they went on to talk about the six pack of uh, the first six of uh, not Avengers games, but Final Fantasy games.
1: Which yeah, uh, when we first watched,
0: yeah, when they first watched, it's when I first like, watched it, Andrew and I thought it was going to be like they're releasing it in one kit, right? But apparently, it's going to be they're going to be released individually. Which that's what it looks of, like. I don't really know about you know. It'd be better to release as an
2: anthology. I think so too, because. The only one that I would probably play would be Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, same. Which here. was Hour 3, because that's still one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I, I just that. love that. One. It's got a it special place it. in my heart.
0: To this day, Kefka is the only Final Fantasy villain that's ever succeeded in what he was doing.
2: Yep, yeah, he destroyed the world.
0: He did it. Then they showed a little bit of Interlude, but we've known about that. And Interlude was even out before E3, which is just the expansion on Final Fantasy 7. And the re-release of Final Fantasy 7 Remake on PlayStation 5.
2: Then they talked know. about
0: their mobile
2: Final Fantasy game.
0: Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really much into phones, so I wasn't really going to talk to about it. Nah. And then we're on to the meme.
2: Oh, man. Bion- Gearbox had the worst showcase of all time, but this was the worst trailer of all time.
0: What are you talking oh, about? Oh,
2: man. It was oh, so oh. bad. And the, man, did Like, oh. What? I expect, with all the backlash, that this is going to look quite different by the time it's released.
0: Well, you're right. It's Not g- quite different, to... but
2: there's going to be some changes.
0: Um, I think there's going to be some changes to the uh, like art design and everything like that, because it is quite bland, and it does kind of remind me of a lot of the older-style uh, Final Fantasies. But from when I was so... like, I was just making fun of it with my Discord friends, right? Because uh, we are just memeing on it. But something really cool I found out. So it's made by the developers who did Neo. Do you? So do you guys know what Neo is? It's Team Ninja. Team Ninja, exactly. Yeah. So and uh, they do Neo, great fighting games. Yeah, good fighting games, and uh, very good Soulsborne games. So it's going to be, it's going to feel, it's going to be harder. It's actually going to be punishing. Um, I was watching a demo today, and uh, the guy was trying to fight a Griffin. It looks like, um, and he kicked his ass a bunch of times. So it's going to be a harder game, and apparently this is a retelling of Final Fantasy One, the very first Final Fantasy game, as a neo-style game. Now, yes, because they're going, going to fight chaos. Chaos, Bones. You know why we're here?
1: That's a that's a tough question, man. We're here to kill chaos. I'm going to find we, chaos.
0: Yeah, um,
2: you
1: know chaos
0: is here. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We
1: don't call murderers. Yeah, but we kill, We not sorry. only kill things, we kill ideals.
0: <laughs> but like they said chaos 18 times, man, 18 fucking times. I think we get it. Um, but yeah, like other than that, like, I've, like I'm actually kind of looking forward to it after seeing the gameplay, but that trailer was fucking bad. It
2: was. But like, so you got three guys, right? Two of them have a little bit of armor on them, look like they're anime characters and then your main guy looks like he's just some dude, jeans, a black t shirt. It looks, you know, he looks like the lead guy from the Divergent series. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right? He should just be running off a of fucking building right? <laughs> and like doing some parkour. It's like, I'm going to find chaos. You guys kill everything. I'm going to run around and jump on things. Like, that's
0: what it fucking looks like
2: with this um, giant so sword
0: his back. Like, it's just. Ah. The reason why he has the t shirt on and all that. Uh, from the demo, is because he can change jobs. So it's uh, it's kind of plays a lot like Final Fantasy Fourteen where your job is your class, essentially. Great, so In my
2: class is, I'm the guy who can be anything, I just choose to be nothing right now, and, you know, I'm...
0: Yeah, so he starts out with a great sword, but he gets different outfits with each, like, class he has, like, you can change outfits and everything like that. So that's kind of cool, but I can agree with you. He's kind of lackluster, and the voice acting was, like, Kind of bad for
2: uh,
0: uh, for this game. But for me, like, Final Fantasy 1
2: is a really special game for me. Mm -hmm. Dragon Warrior got me into buying a Nintendo, the original NES. And then it was buying Final Fantasy 1, where, like, that was a game that got me hooked. I remember after everyone had gone to bed, I'd sneak into the TV room, unhook my Nintendo, bring it into my room, hook up to my TV, and play until 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was Final Fantasy that I played. Final Fantasy 1 was a special place in my heart. And a special place in my gaming history and journey and all that. And just to see it, like the idea of that game just butchered so badly in that trailer. Like, it man, it's like, it's like Square Enix is like, hey, this is Nolan. It's like, this is one of the fundamental pieces of Nolan's like, gaming history. What like, fuck? You're pissing on it now. Like, come on. <laughs>
0: Um, see, and, like, the trailer's really There's bad, but, like, you might like the gameplay, though, Nolan. Like, uh, like, well, try. I love, I love
2: Devil May Cry, and that's what some of the gameplay kind of reminded me of, like, pop mm. but, but man, they're gonna have to make some changes if I'm gonna try to give that game a go.
1: Devil's a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. Nolan's, Nolan's a little wary. Uh, Bones, what did you think of Chaos.
1: It was, uh, it needed a little bit of order to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's it. That's it.
0: Okay. I was actually about to say like, but if that's it for Square Enix, is there anything anybody else wants to say? No. All right. Uh, we're going on next to back for blood, which was the Warner brothers games show. So do you guys know what back for blood is?
2: No, this one I missed.
0: Uh, it's-
1: apparently the ultimate zombie game
0: well yeah um so it's apparently spiritual successor to uh left for dead which was one of the best games of my childhood it was world war so nolan you've seen world war z right yeah it was world war z before world war z okay right the zombies were fast and they come at you in hordes. right um there's only four we should yeah there's only four of you and there's special types of zombies, right? And this game feels like the game, like it looks like the game. Uh, I'm personally really excited to see it, but uh, I was don't get me wrong, I was kind of let down with that. They What owned, about yeah. your
1: other Austin, tell us of your other senses. What was the smell like? What was the taste like? Tell us.
0: Well, well your okay. no
2: sense of smell.
0: <laughs> I think there was a there was a big there was a big uh uh like heavy sense of copper. You know, the smell of blood, because that's pretty much all there is from those games. Oh. Uh but uh, I really was kinda of let down. I uh I really wanted to see some Batman games because the Warner Brothers guys do all the Batman games, right? So they could have showed Suicide Squad and we haven't heard anything about Suicide Squad since the last Gamescon. Um they could have showed some things more some, some more things about Gotham Knights, which is supposed to be coming out later this year, and I think it would have been a prime time to show some real gameplay. But they didn't. Um, I know they're excited for Back for Blood, but uh, I really missed some of those other games. Well, it um, sounds like
2: it was a bit of a miss for them, then.
0: Well, at least for me. I find I know a lot of people out there are really excited for this game, and I really am, too. But, uh, yeah. I would. Uh, we've known about Back for Blood. I would have loved to see some of these other games.
1: You know what? Maybe this, this E3 is meant for mostly smaller budget games. I could see that. Mixed with uh, some big budget with Halo and what whatnot.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I can agree with you. Well, that kind of makes sense because the two best showcases were Nintendo and Xbox, I thought. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that really showcased all this stuff. All the rest of them were much smaller and just toned down. seemed.
0: Yeah, it was even like more of an indie game showcase this year. Um, and don't get me wrong, they, that's not a bad thing. Indie games really keep uh, developers, uh, like, the quality going. Like, um, some of my favorite games, like Undertale and uh, Limbo and all these games, they came from indie games, uh, indie developers, and they, like, Undertale uh, was voted for game of the year. Like, I want to say it's, it won, like, four awards during the game awards that year, right? And it was an indie game. It beat out a lot of really good games that were uh, AAA. But yeah, I can agree with you guys. I did miss seeing some of these really big shows this year. But if you guys have nothing else to say about uh, uh, Back for Blood, we'll move on to the PC gaming show.
1: All words have been said. Moving on.
0: All right. So, did you guys watch much of the PC gaming show? It was for me. It was a lot of like indie games. There were some pretty cool games in there mixed in.
1: Blah, bleep, bleep, blah, bleep, blah, bleep.
0: All right. So I'll I'll just do a little bit of uh, some of my rundowns of some of the games I've seen. Um, they had a bunch of different genres in there, which was really cool. Uh, two of them that
1: stood out to me. Nolan, a- Nolan, 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 come back, please, Nolan. I summon you, Nolan. Come back here at once. Yes. Come at this place. In this space. I tell you at once. Come here. Come here, there. Come here Nolan. I'm we back. You are there. Come here. Discord
0: there. kicked me out. Yes. So, um, there was two games that really stood out to me uh one which is called ramen and the other one that's called solstice um so ramen uh have have you guys like so uh have you guys ever played splatoon
2: yeah well no i haven't but i've seen a lot of gameplay
0: so it's essentially just a food version of splatoon uh it had style it was uh beautifully uh shell sated which was really cool i love that kind of art style um, the game modes seem really fun. The character designs are really, uh, really cool. And I really enjoyed it. I thought that was a really cool game because uh, Splatoon is really kind of stands on its own for its own kind of style of shooter. And with this game coming out being very similar, uh, it will bring out some competition between the two games, hopefully. And that brings out the best of both worlds because competition really does bring out the best in everybody.
2: I don't think something my oldest daughter would probably.
0: Really enjoy playing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it was like it's 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 the perfect kind of game for that kind of age bracket, I find. Um, and then going up an age bracket with Solstice. Now Solstice is a very uh is also another shell shaded game, which uh I really like. <laughs> um it it's it's like an indie version of uh of Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Right? It starts out when you're kind of just looking at this beautiful kind of stained church glass. And then she jumps through with her uh, like ghost companion. And then like it kind of just goes immediately into gameplay. And that's what I like when it comes to trailers. I don't want to like, don't get me wrong, some of these uh, uh, cinematic trailers are beautiful and it shows off like these characters and what uh, the developers really, really envisioned. But you don't really get a sense for the game you're going to play without seeing a gameplay trailer and this game really showed what it, what, it, what it's all about with uh, the blood and gore and the giant bosses. It really, really seemed intimidating and she handled herself quite well. I thought I, I was, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that trailer and it was the best one of the show for me. Uh, next one will be Capcom. Any Capcom fans here?
2: I've always enjoyed the resident evil games, except for the yeah. one of the week. I hated that one. But which, uh, which Resident Evil didn't you like? Oh no, it was on Wii U, that's what it was. It starts off you're on a train and like nah.
0: Ooh, uh Code Veronica? I can't remember the one that was that was on the train. But uh they showed a little bit of Resident Evil eight, even though Resident Evil eight's been out. They showed like their hero shooter that they're making out of the Resident Evil game. I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Yeah, that's not my I mean I'm enjoying playing Halo. Mm-hmm. And that's my first real kind of venture into it since uh, Medal of Honor and uh, GoldenEye when I was much
0: younger. But so uh, uh, by a hero shooter, it's gonna like each character has its own kind of thing, right? So like I think Leon will drop more flash bot, like flashbangs, which will blind the other players. Uh like Hunk is, which is another character in the universe. Uh, he can go invisible for a little bit. Uh, and then, like, after a while, I th- I don't know if it's a power-up or not, but you can uh, become uh, Nemesis. You can become Mr. X. You can become uh, Jack from uh, Resident Evil 7, right? So that's that pretty cool. Can
1: you, can you become a pickle?
0: Uh, <laughs> if you could become pickle, Rick, I'd be okay with that. Um, but for me, Capcom's shows will always to Monster Hunter, because I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan, and I always look forward to seeing what they're doing. Um, they showed two different Monster Hunter games, which is Rise, which has been out for a while, but it was a title update, which added a um, uh, Veldrax, which is a rock-powered dragon, which is pretty fucking metal. Um, and they just added a couple new monsters, new quests, you know, just regular Monster Hunter stuff, but um, if I had a Nintendo Switch, I'd be all over it. And Moss, yeah, smile away, Nolan. I see you over there. Um, and Monster Hunter Stories, which I've never heard about until Monster Hunter Stories Two, which is essentially a take on mixing some games I really like, actually, uh, Pokemon, uh, Final Fantasy, and well, Monster Hunter. So uh, you control this; these your character a Monster Hunter trainer. Which they get eggs from these monsters and they train them to fight for them essentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? The exactly. So your main your main creature is uh a dragon. It's a dragon, yeah, but uh what's his name? Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Can't remember his name. Uh fake fan. Uh but you're gonna be controlling your 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 you get your main dragon and each creature, after fighting them for a while, you can get armor for your character, and then if, once you get fight them enough, you unlock the chance to get their their egg, and that that will make it so you can train that monster and you can bring that monster into battles, right? And that's pretty cool. Have... I like kaiju fights. It's always cool to see monsters fight.
1: Is the last dragon in the game?
0: Uh, no, actually, there's lots and lots and lots of dragons. Um, well, even though they're they're called technically called like wyverns because dragons are kind of like a tippy top of the a-list and you can only ever fight all the dragons at the end game so uh nintendo
2: which was the best showcase hands down all of you three i thought
0: uh we can agree to disagree i thought xbox had them beat but you know competition right
2: no i thought the nintendo the nintendo direct it had more games i was interested in because there's metroid dread uh Mario Golf Super Rush mm-hmm. and which talked a little bit about that and it just I, I really enjoyed it It was the first one I laughed at mm-hmm. with the I laughed at Final Fantasy Origins that I was really really when they had the little vid when he dropped Kirby off the when he's dropping all the bodies off the cliff and they dropped Kirby <laughs> and the Kirby floats up I had a good chuckle at that mm-hmm.
0: I liked that <laughs> I like the, I like a lot of these uh Smash Bros trailers because they don't Take themselves too seriously, and I gotta appreciate that. Oh, and... they're really
2: quite entertaining, a lot of them, and like they, mm-hmm. they, they tell a story, they do a really good job. It was like, um, we're really good story behind mm-hmm. the character because he's a new character and all mm-hmm. stuff, and but it's still a really well produced introduction, like, it t- gives you a lot of
0: information and just a lot of production mm-hmm. in there. It's they're beautiful should... videos. Now, Smash Bros. has, um, what a character from our uh, Virtual Fighter. Street Fighter. Oh, okay, so, um, so the developer of Smash Bros. has been making Smash Bros. since Smash Bros. Before, yeah, right. because he's like, yeah, I'm done with the game, but you know what? It's my game. I made myself the best character because I'm the last character. Right. And I thought it'd be fucking hilarious.
2: I mean, but, how uh, that uh, Obi Wan put himself in Mortal Kombat, called himself Noob Sabot. Yeah. yeah. Like every, so- I remember. Finding out about that, it's like, man, best idea ever. Make it a game, make one of the most popular games in the world, and put yourself in it.
0: Exactly. Nolan, what game did you want to talk about?
2: I haven't played a Metroid game in a long, long,
0: long time.
2: And Metroid Dread looks like a really good game. Yeah. And I like the premise behind it where, because I was reading up about it, and the Dread comes from, it's supposed to feel like, Samus is up against some enemies that she can't beat, so she mm. has to tiptoe around them. She has to hide from them. She has like, and it's they're put in there to put a sense of like, give an awesome. ominous feeling to it, and just some tone to it. And watching the gameplay, like I always liked the Metroidvania style games. I always mm. enjoyed those, but this one looked like the pace was a bit faster, maybe a little more frantic. And well, you kind of have to. You can't. Yeah. You can't keep your way out of it. No, so like, no, it, I was really interested in that one. And I like it. I know it. Andrew's going to lose his shit for it, and because he's such a huge fan of Metroid.
0: See, for me, I've never been much of a big fan of the Metroidvania games, mm-hmm. as we talked about on Castlevania Symphony and Night. Uh, a little, yes, uh, that was so good. Right. Great game. I've never been too, too into them. But um, one thing I've always admired about Samus is she was like the first, like, actually. Cool female character in gaming, and she will always be the queen of gaming in my eyes. Right? Oh yeah, she
2: was around long before Laura Croft or any other
0: major exactly. female right character. But in this game, you get she has a chance to show off her brains because she's a super super intelligent character in a lot of the lore. Right? And in this one, since she can't shoot her way out, she has to work. Her, she has to use her 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 brain to think around. These creatures, right? And I think that's a really, really cool idea, because you have this character who's just walking fucking armory, right? And now she can't, she can't shoot her way out, and sometimes that, uh, well, that, not sometimes, that that usually brings out a good, uh, good story.
2: You see, the risk when you have a Metroidvania-style game is that you turn into just a button masher. There's one weapon you can get in Symphony of the Night where, basically, you can just mash buttons and walk over the entire game. So it is nice to see one where you have to incorporate a lot of other elements of gameplay or at least tactics because they're really it's hard to make a Metroidvania game where you have to play really tactically. Yeah, like it's different. Like I was playing God of War last week and like with the combat style, like because it's not a 2D side scroller, like there's a lot more involved in it. Mm
1: -hmm. But
2: uh, so it is more difficult, I think, making a Metroidvania style game. And brass
0: newer. Um, especially in like the now like the nowadays, wow, in uh the gaming market today. Because when you have all these like first person shooters and third person hero games and everything like that, like God of War, for example, you can just kind of copy and piggyback off of other people's ideas. Yeah. Right? Like back when uh like Metroid first came out and like all the different sequels and all the different kind of like copycat games that came out i imagine it was easier back then right because you could just kind of pick away at it and be like oh i like this idea from castlevania i'm gonna implement it right but nowadays it's not the it's not common anymore and when things aren't common it's harder to keep things relevant and i think that's really cool i will say though I would have loved to see Prime instead of Dread. Just for me, personally, I would love to see Prime 4, but I can understand why they they didn't show anything. Well,
2: Dread, apparently, was a game that was dreamed up over 15 years ago. and
1: Ooh, didn't catch that.
2: Yeah, and it was actually put on pause because of the DS and how popular the DS was.
0: Oh, hey. Huh. I mean, DS was one of the best consoles of all time. Podes, was there anything that stood out for you for Nintendo?
1: The Dread game? where you can melt floor with some weird gun that would cool yeah there's also um, the mario golf super rush
0: which you yeah. mentioned mario Gar- golf what's that yeah. you mentioned mario golf before
1: yeah I and I... a new villain is there a new villain <gasps> you can
2: ba- you can battle bosses in there when you do the adventure mode like the story mode
0: I think But think didn't show uh... the villains the only villains they kind of show are the, like, you can play as Bowser, you can play as Waluigi and stuff like that, um, but they're not, I don't think they're going to be the main antagonists for the game.
2: No, no, in the story mode, where you play as your me and you're building up your skills and going through the story, they're, I don't know, it looked almost more like a mini golf style battle against a boss where like you're just trying to. You try and get in the hole, get on the green, and he's in the way or something like that. But like you said earlier, the Mario Golf, it's the style of golf game that I really enjoy playing. I'm planning on playing
0: that one with my kids, definitely. I think they're going to really love it. So now, so Andrews can't be here today, but he really wanted somebody to talk about advanced sports. That does look like a fun game.
1: It everyone does. is special advanced wars
0: Ooh. yeah i know i personally don't get it myself but so here is the quote so andrew wrote me out something to say for you guys so i'm just gonna quote it from what he wrote mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. advanced wars was a huge reveal for me a turn-based strategy game originally released on the game boy advanced it has been a dream of mine to see this game make a comeback and i am super psyched that it has finally shown its shiny cartridge on the contemporary Nintendo console. It has been 20 years since the original release. It last popped up on the Wii U Virtual Console. Uh, and I am I am sure many uh, of you slept on this game since. But I am glad that it's getting a second chance for gamers to give it uh, a try for the first time. Truthfully, because of this game, of this game, uh, I became a huge RT... I... what? Truthfully, the game, I was a huge I was huge into RTS on the computer. I do not want to point out uh I do want to point out I know not a lot agree with the graphic design of the game, making it look a bit like Link's Awakening uh remake, claymation toy uh toy looking game. I truthfully I truthfully no, uh don't give a molecular <laughs> on the aesthetics, even though I'm a strong pixel lover. The game in general is just a lot of fun to play alone or with friends. So if you enjoy Wargroove, the spiritual uh, inspiration from Advance Wars, you will love Advance Wars. The release date of this game is December third, twenty twenty one. Retail of seventy nine ninety nine for that game.
2: Hold on, it's yeah. Big yeah sorry, man, it's Andrew. Big sorry,
0: I don't think so. That one
2: for an old retro game.
0: I don't think. I'm so. sorry.
2: You know what? Up until that point, I'm like, yeah, I I'm with Andrew. I really enjoy the aesthetic of the old retro style games. I really do. Like Dragon Quest Eleven, I play that from a top-down view because it's nostalgic for me. I'll go back and forth and mo between the the view modes, but that's for me Dragon Quest. That's how I play it. But yeah, once you get get that price, like, sorry, dude, it's not worth that. I'm sorry. I'm tapping out right here.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: price. So, Andrew, Andrew. I read it, up. but I'm not excited for it after seeing that price.
2: No. $29.99, I might be a little more excited, but $79.99, no.
0: For me, I'm excited for two games. Just because of the fact that, uh, well, it's Breath of the Wild 2. I think would be crazy not to talk about it even a little bit, right? Um, there wasn't a whole lot they showed. But like the floating islands and everything like that, I love that aesthetic. I would love to see Ganondorf myself, but uh like showing Link flying to the air and paragliding from island to island, it really gets to show what they've added to the game. And yeah, it looks I like it's gonna be a much larger open world experience too. And well what I what I thought I seen, I might have missed I might have I might be looking into it a little too much. But when Ganondorf wakes up, he kind of, like, w- wakes up the power of, like, uh, like Blight Ganon from the first game. And he kind of, okay. like, takes the castle into the sky. So I think the reason why the planets are floating is because of Ganondorf waking up himself. So be- he's- so that's probably why there's all the flying islands and everything like that. And that's probably why it feels like it won't be as big of a world. Because the world's kind of destroyed and it's floating. <laughs> um, but... You guys excited for Breath of Wild 2? Did you enjoy Breath of the Wild One?
2: I enjoyed what I've played of it. I haven't finished it. I I do want to find the time to play that. But uh to be honest, it's probably not gonna happen until Breath of the Wild Two comes out, and I'm just gonna jump into Breath of the Wild 2.
0: What I would do in that case then, Nolan, is I would watch uh like some uh like like a playthrough on like YouTube or something like that. Kind of catch you catch you up about what happened. But I mean I'm like You have to do something. That's what the like the, the the appeal for Breath of the Wild was for me anyways. Right? Like, the world sucked in more than the story. Mm-hmm. Right? For me personally, the best game of the Nintendo show is Shin Megami Tensei V.
2: That so, does look good. So, that looks really good.
0: My favorite game of all time, of all time, I think it's better than any game, and I'll fight anybody that says otherwise, is Persona 5. Right? I love the Persona mm-hmm. series it's it's it just captures the rpg world so perfectly um every second of the game you need to plan out like it's just perfect i love it to death and uh for those who don't know uh persona series is a spin-off of the shin megami series i personally have never played a shin megami series. any of the games in the shin megami series so (laughs) i mean I don't know if playing five is a bit uh, like jumping in the pool without like seeing if there's water in it or anything like that, but seeing the monsters and everything like that, I'm excited. I want to try this game out. Cool. Like if, like if you can only have party of monsters, that's cool too. Right? Like I I don't need to have all my friends in the game. I want to, and I just want to explore, man. It looks really cool. And that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. The art design is just as stellar as it has always been in the persona series. Honestly, I'd just like to see a little more. Uh, like, just from the little trailer they had there. It shows a little bit of the gameplay and everything like that. But I want to, I want a story trailer. I want to know what, what I'm getting into you before I buy it.
2: Uh, that'll be the next uh, Nintendo Direct.
0: Yeah, probably. I hope so.
2: I hope so. Oh, I'm sure it will.
0: Because
2: they're, um, te- they're just teasing with that one. I know. What a fucking tease it was, too, Nolan. What a fucking tease. I just want to tell everyone, let everybody know. That Andrew was successful. He got one of the Zelda
0: Watch Clocks things that everyone's yeah, looking yeah. at. Oh, lucky him. One thing I will say I was disappointed in, I was hoping to see some Pokemon. Yeah, but the last Nintendo Direct was really heavy on Pokemon, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's Pokemon, my guy. God, I gotta got to show a little bit. Yeah, I
2: know. And you know what, man? I'm this close to putting Pokemon Go on my phone
0: are you? Uh, just download it and then just let me send gifts and then send me gifts back. That's all. That's all I ask. D- don't do it for you. This is gonna sound really douchey. Holy shit! Don't do it for you. Do it for do me. It. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought. After Nintendo, Nintendo was the last one I really had any any care about.
2: Uh, it was another one that came after, but I don't know what I I honestly don't know what was. <laughs> and
0: there's one other show that I recorded. And I don't think any of you guys are going to care about it, so I'll make it really quick. Bandai Namco, all right. So Bandai Namco is the develop uh, the the like the main guys above uh, FromSoft, which does the main Soulsborne game. So the main Soulsborne game, like they ended uh, the Souls series uh, two years ago with, uh, no, not two years ago, a while ago with uh, with uh, Dark Souls three, and then they've been announcing. uh, They announced Elden Ring. Elden Ring is uh, the so the next Soulsborne game, but the cool thing about it is it has uh, it also has George R.R. R. Martin to do with it. He helped write the story, which will be pretty cool, because I mean, like, don't get me wrong, the Game of Thrones craze kind of ended with the last season being bad.
2: Yeah, but he needs to wait another five years. He, he needs something to do for another five years before he puts his next book out in that series.
0: Yeah, longer than five years, let me tell you. Um, but the the gameplay looks amazing, and don't get me wrong, like, a lot of horse-riding uh, combat sims can be quite janky, but from what I've seen, it looks really good, and you can summon monster, like, monsters and bosses that you fought, and it's, I'm just excited to see it, and we've been waiting for Elden Ring for a really long time, and I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say about it, so make sure to comment down, and, like, let me know what you're excited for. Um, And then they also, so they didn't play any gameplay for it, but it's an interesting premise, and I know you're not allowed to talk about movies at E3. It's a big taboo thing, but have any of you guys ever seen the movie The Descent?
2: Yes. That's one of the, the Cabers, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So House of Ashes takes place in Iraq, right? So you're, you're playing soldiers, right? Yeah. And you're fighting uh, terrorists, I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't show them. But, so essentially what happens is uh, the fighting wakes up an ancient evil from underneath, and they, like the ground breaks, and they fall into these tunnels. And they're getting hunted by these, like, weird bat monster creatures, right? So there was no gameplay, and I don't know anything about it, but I really like the premise. And I thought it was worth the talk about a little bit. That was a good it.
2: movie. Descent was a good movie. There was right? one, there was Descent, where there was, that was one of the soldiers. There was another movie, came out around the same time, that was a bunch of women that got trapped in a cave like that, too.
0: Uh, the one where they get trapped in the cave, and then the- had, like,
2: the demon monster things in there
0: yeah they they start hunting them down and only one lady yeah. survives this game is like feels like it and it's got like these weird like kind of like ancient mind even though it's like kind of like set and like i said it's set in iraq but they have these like ancient like designs and everything like that and the trailer uh was just interesting and it caught my eye and i thought you know in a day, in a in a day of age where remakes and bringing back uh, nostalgia bait games takes a precipice, new games and new movies and everything like that really push the media forward. And I think even though like it didn't show any gameplay and everything like that, a new premise is always more interesting to me than bringing back an old game just so I can just because they know I'll pay ninety dollars. No, oh, and something has to move everything forward. <clears throat> you know, going back to
2: what we talking about earlier about uh, the relevance of E3 and how I think it's the big studios are going to probably do their own thing, go their own way, and E3 is going to be a smaller showcase for indie developers. I think that would be a good thing because it's the indie studios that are going to, I think, really push and motivate innovation in gaming and in the storytelling. Because, mm-hmm. like, PlayStation... They're already showing, they're really pushing for blockbuster games. Blockbuster games are, I'm sorry, they're cookie cutters of things we've already seen. They really are. There'll be an innovation here or there and like a little bit of gameplay, but it's going to be the smaller indie games and indie studios and developers that are going to be, I think, a lot more innovative and a lot newer and fresher. And I agree those ideas are going to be popping up in the indie games. and. I think if E3 does go more of a low budget indie direction without having the big studios there, I think, I think that would be better for the industry, to be honest, because I just see like a lot of these showcases, things are, again, just cookie cutters of the same thing. Metroid Dread is another Metroidvania style game. I mean, there is a few more elements in there that make it look more exciting and appealing than other ones. And going to make it exciting to play don't get me wrong and i'll enjoy the hell out of it and but like super mario golf or like mario golf super rush again it's once i found out that that was a fucking game i look it up and yeah the gamecube there is like mario golf and like it's pretty much the same thing before that there was hot Shots golf on playstation and it's the same kind of thing. The innovation is gonna come from the smaller studios. I think it'd be better for the industry if the bigger players do move on mm-hmm. to more of their own thing and have a showcase for the smaller studios.
0: And okay. I think that's what
2: E3 is going to become.
0: That's pretty much all I had ready to cover that was the main shows and everything like that. I talked about my favorite indie games for the PC games because a lot of the PC games PC gamer show was just indie games. I have a question for both of you guys. After going over what we all talked about here today, what game do you think stole the show? I out, think of all, too, okay. out of
2: all, I think the game that stole the show was Final Fantasy Origins, just because of just how it's fucking blown up all over the internet, <laughs> man. For how bad it is, like, like, oh, like Jesus, like it's just everywhere because of how bad it is, and it's. I think it stole the show for every wrong reason right <laughs> for me personally the one that gets me that, that i really want the most is i won't play breath of the wild too, but it was just a trailer and that's gonna come out next year when the switch pro comes out that's mm-hmm. what i believe the one that i really want the most is mario golf that's the game i want
0: okay so that's that's your that's your uh game of the uh game of the show oh well, i <laughs> uh I it's, I mean, but you it's caught me off guard there i was not expecting that
2: i fuck man you have no idea how much i enjoyed hot shots golf and, ps1 and like Wii golf on the Wii. like i really want to play a, a golf game i hate watching golf i hate playing golf but you know it's so much fun man especially with the joy with the joy cons like it's it's gonna be so much fun oh,
0: and yeah, especially
2: to be one i'm gonna be able to play with my kids like oh it's gonna be great
0: well see and that's a good way of looking at it because like a lot of gamers today find like just the hardcore games right they're like I don't want to play child children's game, but like gaming's for everybody of all ages. Like you should be allowed to play if you're your family. And I think that's really cool that you're looking forward to.
2: It. You man, like I hate I feel so dirty, but like I do want to play Final Fantasy Origins, but don't want to unless they put unless they get the guy on that t-shirt and he doesn't look like the guy from Divergent series. Like, <laughs> that's, that's like it's like, dude, you go like just parkour around a monster, like like it's like I don't know, man. Like,
1: I like too many things I, 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 are
2: just like like, oh I'm, this, like oh, I'm watching like oh, like oh, I was just thinking back of my throat there. Like,
0: like, man, it's just the gameplay was actually pretty good. I'm I I I I don't I can't believe I'm defending it, but uh, the, game the gameplay looks good. And you know what? The gameplay the game It has
2: to be good because it's by Team Ninja. So like yeah, it's going to have really it's going to have good. The gameplay is going to be good, but it's just the visual of that and like yeah, you know well, what?
0: Like two, I know. And, uh, they're, like going two two
2: cut, they're going to cut at least nine out of ten references to chaos out of the voice dialogue in that game before it's released because, like, they can't go, they can't go ahead with that, man. No, it's, you they, know what? They, honestly, I kind of they're not hope you to because it. they're going to do it just to spite everyone or make a joke out of it. Oh.
0: Yeah. But you uh, you picked uh, Mario Gall and Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not, you, you You didn't get watched too much of it, but like, is it out of all the games we talked about here, is there any games that excite you? Mario Golf. Mario Golf. Gotta be the golf. Mario Golf. I see you guys, guys outnumbering me. I see it. I see you. I'm excited for it too. <laughs>
2: I like <get> lying actually, <laughs> I
0: didn't really enjoy it, but I was more of a Strikers, which is the soccer game on the GameCube for Mario. For me, I would say Guardians. Guardians. Really? Even, yeah man i'm a comic book nerd i got yeah, i got a record i could like when i first met you that's all i did was talk your ears off about comic right dude
2: every night we worked together was like an episode of clerks
0: every night, every night. <laughs> um i don't know man i love the design like if if i don't like buying stuff from game studios because it's always like fucking super super expensive but like square enix if you're selling that star lord jacket I'll buy it. I'll buy it. It looks pretty good. And like, you know, like, like I was saying before, I, I kind of gushed about it during its segment and I don't want to go too much into it. it. It just had style, man, you know, and that's what I'm really looking for. It looks like it's fun. It looks like I'll enjoy playing it. And you know what? And with all the different options that you can choose, that's a replayability. And, and now that games are in Canada we're I want to have some replayability and you know what, that's what I'm really looking for. One but, thing I am what?
2: curious about with Guardians is because you get to make all these different choices in there. I think there was one where like you, you can throw a rocket across a Chasm or whatever and he lands on the other side and that's the one in the gameplay that they pick and he says i'm gonna remember this like if you i wonder if it's gonna be one of those games where the choices you make are going to start dictating and influence Mm -hmm. the gameplay around you and i i would want to play the game just to piss off rocket and end up being attacked by a rabid raccoon at the
0: end well i was about to say i think i like because that's the cool part like not a lot of people like a lot of people really like the telltale games it's unfortunate they went under but they got that kind of thing from them where it's just like rocket is furious you threw him across and it shows up in red and i do think that like if you fuck over and uh, your teammate enough one of them enough they're gonna betray you right and i like that idea because like it doesn't have to be super close to the regular stories because it's its own universe and i like that idea and you know what maybe i'll piss off gamora until she cuts me in half for ninja sword maybe i'll maybe i'll piss off drax enough that he will read the dictionary to me um i would never piss off Groot because he's Groot, and i love him yeah that's my game of the year. So we got two for for Mario Golf, one for no. Well, I'll put I'll put I'll put one of mine into uh, Final Fantasy Origins too. Not just for the memes, but because the gameplay looks pretty good. Uh, So we have two for for Mario Golf, uh, Final Fantasy Origins for the memes, and one for uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy. So for the listeners out there, leave a comment. Like, I want to hear what your game of the E3 was. I know it was a lackluster one, but it's still E3 and it's kind of important to cover. But that's pretty much it for today. What have you guys been playing this week? Well, actually...
2: I picked up my Switch. I played a little bit of Dragon Quest Eleven, and I noticed that way back when, when I bought my Switch off of you, I did down. I did purchase a Devil May Cry for like eight bucks. Yeah, the original. And so I was playing that a bit the other day, mm-hmm. and man, that, there's something to be said about a game like that where you don't have to ground for ammo, and it's like you just hold down the button, and then you just fire off ten thousand rounds. Like it's a game where, like, man, like you having to if there's something pissing you off, like you can take it out easy in a game like that.
0: <laughs> and like Dante, man, he's got some style. He's got some style. It's, some of his quips a are really stylish dated. game. Some of his quips are a little dated now in my for my taste. But uh so just some Devil May Cry, some uh DQ eleven. Yeah. Oh uh, did you see they announced uh DQ 14? Oh did they? Not at E3, but just before. But we can talk about it after. I
2: am really looking forward to the remaster uh, and re-release of D of uh, Dragon Warrior 3 or Dragon Quest 3, because that was that was a really great game in my opinion when I was a kid, and that oh, was when cool. it tied in the whole Urgek saga for the origins
0: of Dragon Quest.
1: Oh yeah, Bones. What have you been playing? Oh boy, Austin, let me tell you, I got a long list of games we got to go through here, so it's going to be a whole nother podcast, I think, about an hour and a half, an hour 45 minutes at least, (laughs) I think. So the first game on the list, okay, this is the very first game, which means it's number one on the list, which means we're starting at the very beginning. Yeah. Now here we go, here we go, Here we're going to go now. Okay. Yeah. thing. I just gotta wet my lips, with it so that <laughs> I can so that I can begin speaking in the manner yeah. in which the manner in which preferred to speak. Yeah. Okay. The anticipation. <laughs> now, aims are they don't really belong on a list, do they? No, no, they mean, don't. I mean, they belong in your experience playing them. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, I make a list.
0: Okay, all right. So, no, no Apex no apex in the last week?
1: Uh, yes, there was. There was there was moments of Apex, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. good uh, I think I won. I Did won you with some Strangers. I didn't win with Andy.
0: Yeah, but, you know, Andy gets mad when he make fun of an uh, advanced quest and okay. then leaves. So, I can understand. I, I think I asked this question all the time because I haven't really got a chance to see her. How overpowered is Valkyrie?
1: Valkyrie?
0: Uh, valkyrie i think that's her name the the fucking uh titanfall girl the one with the jetpack
1: oh the one that can fucking fly now yeah she can fly
0: she wreaks havoc but i didn't know like i thought that was like her ultimate i didn't think that was gonna oh, be no, like
2: she flies
1: and loves a beast. Her. she's a beast oh, like,
0: okay makes sense oh yeah
1: yeah and she you can attach to her and then wait what like yeah. your teammates can attach and then fly with her fly away.
0: So what's the point in playing like any other character?
1: I don't know. And then she has a she can drop bombs like fucking uh, they don't have a time to blast. They're just quick. They're, they're like Gibraltar. They're like his his a uh, drop. Really? They blow up right away. Yeah.
0: Cool. So my question is, then, do you think that they're going to like give some characters uh, a bit of a retouch? It seems like she kind of like makes a lot of the game obsolete.
1: No, because used correctly, all, every player's skills are useful. Okay, I okay. Mean, like Valkyrie can fly and shit, but she can't see around corners and see thermal images like Bloodhound or whatever and that's a good whatever. Point, I forget. I think that's his name. Anyway, I just play with one player a lot. That's why I'm kind of like.
0: Oh, what character do you play? On the names. I
1: just play with Fuse. Fuse. Oh hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah
0: uh when i was playing i used to play uh my bloodhound a lot uh and then uh it was like as i played like close to release and then i got angry because i'm bad at battle Royale. uh what's her name the ninja girl that can teleport hello ninja she's one of the main characters like she was one of the showing with mirage and the robot guy that has the grappling hook in the main trailer i can't remember her name now but i used to play her quite a bit anyways been playing a lot of destiny uh as always unfortunately (laughs) downloaded a couple new games that i've been trying out they're not exactly memorable unfortunately but uh yeah oh downloaded the worms to play with some of my online friends you guys want to what well, you want you guys want a good game to play with just like even couch co-op or anything like that download worms man it is super fun worms. Put that on. every game every game console it's on pc oh. through like switch
1: but yeah that's that's i'm problem. trying to get rid of my worms man i don't need more worms on that note
0: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the podcast guys thanks for coming and listening to us uh it, uh we missed you andrew and we're sorry about Advance wars come back be the host i uh, i'm not good at it and yeah thank you for listening guys and uh, we'll see you
2: next time next time next time and you can support us on patreon and Acast.
0: i
1: already did hey that. Hey, hey let's not forget <laughs> Let's not forget everyone out there out there out there out there that the 1P4NNN N, N, N. mug is available online. Looks good. Oh, oh. The crowd goes nuts.
0: <sighs> 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 Dude, it looks so good. So
2: it looks fantastic. It, it really does. Where, are we,
0: where, where what website would we find this on?
1: Well, let me tell you is we 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 we'll would go to a website called Mainjams.com. Main it's spelled M A I N J A M Z dot com, as it were. And yeah. It is quite delightful. It's a very good brand. I really like the website. It's uh it's quite spectacular in every way possible. And quality products, top quality, I must say, top top quality. I do say, it is tip top. So quite nice mug. It's oh, it's a Bobby Desla. let may say.
0: So nice. like, I'm really excited because I need a new coffee mug for work, uh, and that's what you
1: need. Well, do you need a 15 ounce coffee mug? It's a oh, perfect yeah, size. I need
0: a lot of coffee, man. I I'm a high energy like, person, so I burn through energy fucking
1: quick. You like the classic ceramic? white glossy mug yes i do with vivid prints printed on them yes i do how did you know um, how did you know because it's a trending fashion thing it's not yes, a fashion please. it's like a trending uh popular thing people want nowadays <laughs> and and i've got them at mainjams.com
0: oh yeah man well
1: I right really... now
2: you get free shipping with the purchase of your mug as well
1: Free shipping. Free shipping.
2: Oh, I do have to say, Bones, your choice of model holding it. She is very cute.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to buy some mugs. I know which site I'm going to to make an order for right after the podcast. We'll get right on to the nice
1: outro. Yes, Austin. Tell the people what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. 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 If you like what you're hear, what you hear, and want to know where you're able to support us,
0: you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at One Podcast for Nerds. That is the number one podcast for the number one or the number four nerds. This is where we post uh, updates and news about this show, as well as a few others. You can support us on Acast or Patreon, where you'll find the show um, and all the others where uh, we are producing. Sadly, the show is. Um, sadly uh, this is the only show that is not uh, that is available to everybody um, but there will be a few others coming down the grapevine